If you've got a thirst for knowledge that never quits, Brightside Podcasts are just what you need. Whether you're into recent discoveries, space exploration, true stories, or useful tips for self improvement, psychology, gadgets, or just your day to day routine, there's something for everyone. Well, wouldn't you know it? It's 3 a.m., and the city outside the window is sound asleep. You, on the other hand, are hyper, hungry, and a bit restless. Is it insomnia that's keeping you awake? Nope, it's something totally different. Jet lag. And one of the biggest jet lag mysteries is why on Earth it's worse when you fly east. Jet lag happens when you cross several time zones while traveling from west to east or vice versa. It's hard for your body to align its internal clock to a new time zone. That's why you experience all kinds of annoying symptoms, from headaches to a loss of appetite. Your meal and sleep schedules are all messed up. You feel lively at night and groggy during the day. Ugh, shall I keep going? Almost every airline passenger has experienced jet lag at least once during their traveling career. And still, there are lots of myths surrounding this bothersome phenomenon. For example, many people believe that the reason for jet lag is a mere lack of sleep. But jet lag has more to do with your body clock being used to the light-dark signals of your home time zone. That's why it gets terribly confused when you reach a destination with a totally different light-dark cycle. To fight jet lag and arrive someplace as fresh as a daisy, just take a good sleeping aid. Well, sorry folks, it doesn't work this way. There is no magic way to deal with jet lag once and for all, because, again, it's not only about sleep. Plus, flight attendants could tell you a story or two about the unpleasant outcomes of passengers taking something to try to sleep. There's also a misconception that red-eye flights, those departing at night and arriving in the morning, help you cope with jet lag better. Trust me. If you aren't a lucky first-class passenger, your bed will win in the competition with an airplane seat, hands down. Better take a day flight and have a nap after you land. You'll have more strength to combat jet lag. Jet lag can hit you no matter where you're going. Uh, not really. If you fly south to north or the other way, meaning you stay in the same time zone, jet lag won't be an issue. Sure, if it's a 10-hour-long flight, you're bound to feel tired, dehydrated, and kind of numb all over your body. But all this will pass after a good night's sleep. Flying from east to west and vice versa is another story. Such journeys do lead to jet lag, and this condition is no joke. Regular flyers know for sure that it takes much longer to recover after traveling east than when you're heading west. This paradox had remained unsolved until physicists cracked the mystery. They used a mathematical model which demonstrated that particular brain cells, called neuronal oscillator cells, mm -hmm, react differently depending on whether you're traveling west or east. These are the very cells that regulate your circadian rhythm, your 24-hour internal clock that's responsible for your sleep-wake cycle. When you travel to a place with a time zone different from your home one, the cells can't get used to this new environment fast enough. Displeased. They revolt by messing up your sleep pattern, metabolism, and many other bodily processes. This turmoil lasts for at least a few days after your relocation. But let's return to the question of why flying east tires you more. When you fly westward along several time zones, you'll automatically make your day longer because it'll be earlier at your destination than at home. Flying eastward will shorten your day because when you arrive, it'll be later than in the time zone you left. 
those neuronal oscillator cells follow a cycle that's actually about 30 minutes longer than 24 hours. That's why it makes it easier for you to extend the length of your day than to shorten it. Those physicists' mathematical model has proven this. It showed that if you travel across three time zones heading westward, you'll be totally fine in three days or so. After flying across six time zones, you'll need about six days to recover. If you're going east, though, it'll take you at least four days to adjust to the new environment after crossing three time zones. For six time zones, the recovery time will extend up to eight days. By the way, some people deal with jet lag better than others, all thanks to their natural brain cell cycle. It varies from person to person. While you may have a 24.5-hour circadian rhythm, other people's rhythms can be shorter or longer. It's the difference between your brain cell cycle and 24 hours that determines how bad your jet lag will be. The researchers have created this time zone theory based on their knowledge about the human brain. They haven't tested it experimentally yet, but when they do, it'll hopefully help travelers better deal with that post-flight lag. Make sure to tell me what you do to get over jet lag down in the comments. As for me, well, I have my own tricks. At least what the experts recommend. Even if you can't avoid it altogether, at least you can make it more bearable. Get a good rest and plenty of sleep before your trip. Pre-flight stress and late-night packing will wear you down and make your jet lag worse. Cut down on caffeine, not right before your flight like most people do, but 12 to 24 hours in advance. It'll prevent your body from getting overstimulated, and you'll fall asleep at a reasonable hour in a new time zone. If you're going to have a night flight and sleeping on the plane is a problem for you, prepare for the journey in advance. Pack a sleeping mask, neck pillow, and earplugs, and wear comfortable clothes. Try to move as much as you can before and during your flight. Staying in one place for a long time will make your shoulders, hips, and back feel tight. A deep lunge or a squat here and there, stretching your arms overhead, you'll feel much better. Figure out whether you should sleep on the plane or not before you're flying. It all depends on the local landing time. If you arrive in the evening, sleeping on board can lead to a restless night and ruined first day. If it's morning when you arrive, it's better to have at least a nap on the plane. Then you'll be more or less fresh when you reach your destination. Drink lots of water. Proper hydration will help your body adapt to a new time zone faster. You can also snack on water-rich foods like berries, tomatoes, celery, or cucumbers. As soon as you land, start moving. However impossible it may sound, a workout will get your circadian rhythm back on track. Adjust the temperature in your room so it's a bit on the cool side. It'll help you fall asleep faster and have better sleep quality. Also, remember to keep your room pitch dark it'll boost the production of melatonin, the hormone responsible for the sleep-wake cycle. Oh, by the way, a few people know that flying isn't the only cause of jet lag. Let's say you follow a totally different schedule on your weekdays and on the weekends. Then your internal clock can also fall out of sync. This phenomenon even has its own name, social jet lag. Now, imagine going to bed at 2 a.m. and waking up at 11 a.m. on Saturday. Well, you're usually asleep from 11 p.m. to 6 a.m. on workdays. No wonder it can lead to a confusing mismatch between your internal ticker and the real time. Jet lag might spoil the first few days of your vacay, but it can also get you some of the best travel experiences. 
Being fresh and energetic, you can have a late-night excursion and admire the city lights. Or it won't be an issue for you to wake up super early to see a breathtaking sunrise. Just go with the flow and, well, look on the bright side.